Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, my friends, welcome back. In this episode, we are going to be talking about why professional associations are prehistoric dinosaurs. Now, I know you might like dinosaurs or like the idea of them, but I don't know. Prehistoric dinosaurs? Well, let's get into the episode and you'll see what I'm talking about. Hi, I'm Jason Mefford, and you're in the right place to start transforming your career and life with this podcast. I've been in the trenches as an executive leader, and now I'm an executive coach and confidential advisor to executives all over the world. I use a multidisciplinary approach to improve learning that drives transformation by getting to the root cause in a practical, no-nonsense way. I love learning and sharing what makes people tick. You get both education and entertainment, since learning shouldn't be boring, right? But that's enough about me. This podcast is a combination of intuitive leadership, neural influence, and mental mastery to take your career and life to levels you've never thought possible. If you're wanting to improve yourself, develop stronger relationships professionally and personally, make quicker, better decisions, and become a more effective leader, then of course, this podcast is for you because you are going to learn how to manage emotions in yourself and others, avoid burnout, stress, and anxiety, master your mind, get people to listen and take action, and become a lifelong learner. And when you do that, you will have a positive mental attitude, executive leadership presence, and the skills to know exactly what to say and do in any situation. I'm glad you're here. So, let's get started. All right, everybody. Well, hey, thanks for joining me again for another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, uh, I mentioned that we're going to be uh, talking about prehistoric dinosaurs today. So if you're a fan of dinosaurs, obviously hang around. Even if you're not, you're not going to want to miss this. So listen. <clears throat> now, uh, just to start with, let me uh, do a couple of shout outs to people. Uh, the first one, I got a, a message on LinkedIn uh, and said, uh, I, I love this, this, this heading, connecting with the best podcast owner for internal audit. Ooh, love that. And uh, the message says, hi, Jason, I'm Marlo Viana, an internal audit manager in Brazil. It is a pleasure to hear your weekly podcasts and your effort to discuss critical subjects for our career. Thank you, and please keep doing it. So Marlos, thank you for sending that out. Uh, and I'm going to keep doing it. In fact, we're doing it today. Hey, how about that? <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, you know, big shout out to Brazil as well. We are uh, listened to literally all over the world. Uh, so, you know, again, just like Marlos, reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, shoot me an email, let me know that you're listening and what you enjoy the most. Now, also another one, um, Andy Kovacs actually sent in and said, we need more myth busters like you. So uh, today is one of those myth-busting episodes. So if you're familiar with the, with the show Mythbusters, um, it's, it's actually pretty fun on TV to watch. 
uh, where they go back and they actually um, look at some of the things that people believe and do scientific experiments to actually see whether that thing is a myth or whether it is true. And uh, a lot of times they, they bust the myths. So today uh, we're gonna, we're gonna bust a little bit of a myth, okay? Now I know for some of you, um, this is already a conversation that you're having in your head. So as I go through and talk today, you're probably gonna be nodding your head a lot and saying, you know what, Jason, I totally get what you're talking about. I've been thinking the same thing for a long time. So if you're one of those people, uh, you're not alone. We're, many of us are thinking the same things. And if you're not, if it's like, this is the first time you've ever heard this and it shakes you up a little bit, well, you know, today's episode is, is intended to shake up people a little bit uh, and actually have you consider and think. You know, I don't, I don't want people to just go through life and do things as they've been expected to do them. I like people who actually think for themselves and often buck the tradition uh, by doing what they think is right instead of just going along with what everyone else is doing. So with that, <clears throat> let me get in and talk a little bit about professional associations. Now, I've been thinking about this for a while. This is something that I, like I said, I've, I've thought about. I've had a lot of different conversations with people. And uh, let me just kind of, you know, let's, let's start jumping in and going there. Now, um, when my grandparents, okay, my grandparents actually lived through the depression uh, here in the United States. They were, they were a couple, actually part of their family. They were farmers out in the Midwest and during the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl, they ended up having to move west, right? Because they lost everything that they had. They were farmers by nature uh, and, they, and they moved out to the west. And back at that time, you know, in the 30s, 40s and 50s, especially here in the United States, a lot of people belonged to different associations. So things like, you know, my grandparents were Elks. They would go down to the Elks Lodge a couple times a week, uh, meet with their friends. Sometimes they'd, there'd be music or dancing or other things, and they would get a sense of community. <clears throat> you know, they'd be out working in the fields, uh, doing the stuff that they needed to during the day. And it was a way for them to go and get community and develop friendships with people in the community that they weren't directly working with. And this went on for, for a long, long time. I mean, associations like that here in the United States uh, were a very big deal and a very big part of people's lives for a long time. Now, starting, you know, the 60s, 70s, and especially in the 80s, membership in a lot of those associations started going down. Now, there were several different reasons for that. And again, as I said, my grandparents were Elks, um, but some of the other associations like this, you know, the Rotarians, um, the Shriners, you know, the, these were some of the, the ones that a lot of people actually uh, joined and had community with. In fact, I'm going to talk about the Shriners here in just a little bit too. So hang on for that. But what ended up, you know, happening when my grandparents, uh, you know, were alive, 
things were just different, right? I mean, a lot of times, especially in the United States, uh, there weren't a lot of media options. Again, remember this was the 30s, 40s, and 50s before television. And so at night, people didn't turn on the TV and get entertained in their home. They would go to these clubs or associations for their entertainment, okay? And so they served a very good purpose. In fact, most of these also had a charitable arm to them. Um, I was a Rotarian myself. Uh, in fact, a lot of the things that you know, the Rotary stands for, you know, polio, eradication, clean water, literacy, I very much agree with those things. But I'll tell you again, my reason why I'm no longer a Rotarian, and I'm going to get there in just a minute, okay? So as, as I said, these clubs, they were filling an important need that people had for community. Now, as things changed, you know, again, at that time too, a lot of times the husband was the only one who was working outside of the home. And so the family dynamics were a little bit different. But as we started moving, <clears throat> moving forward, both, you know, husband and wife or both partners ended up starting to work. There was childcare issues, some of these other things to where a lot of, a, a lot of the membership in these types of clubs and associations started going down. In fact, I was in Winnipeg, Canada. Okay. Shout out to all the Canadians who listen. Uh, but I was in Winnipeg probably about 20 years ago. And the hotel that I was staying in, they were actually having a regional conference for the Shriners. And it's pretty obvious because the Shriners wear hats. I love hats, right? Uh, but they have a very distinctive hat. And so they were all over the hotel because they were having their conference in the hotel where I was staying. And so, you know, I love just talking to people and getting to know them. And so I struck up several different conversations with, uh, with the Shriners who were there and we're kind of saying, hey, you know, what, why are you guys here? Well, we're having a conference. Okay, well, what are, you, what are you kind of talking about? And 20 years ago, mind you, this was 20 years ago, they said, you know, we're having a very tough time having younger people join. And again, I could look around the hotel and I could see all these people were in their 60s and 70s, okay? Gray hair, retired. There were not very many young people around. And they said, you know what? We're struggling to get new members, to get younger members, and we're trying to figure out why, okay? Or how we can do things different. Now, again, a lot of these clubs still haven't been able to figure this out because things have changed, okay? And so when I talk about prehistoric dinosaurs, okay, that's because dinosaurs became extinct, right? Because they were not able to change with the times. And unfortunately, a lot of professional associations are dinosaurs that are not changing with the times. They're not changing with the times. And I'm gonna to get to that here in just a minute. But again, let me talk about, you know, I told you again, I was a Rotarian, loved that, uh, you know, for, for the time when I was a Rotarian, but I ended up having to quit. Uh, and, and the reason was not because I didn't believe in what they were doing, <clears throat> but it was because I was traveling. And they had, you know, certain meetings once a week that you would go to. And I was literally out of town and couldn't attend those meetings at that particular time. 
And so again, it was because I was busy because I had these other obligations that I was not able to attend. This again is one of the reasons why so many of these clubs and other things like that are having difficulty because our lives are now different than they were before. And we can't afford or don't take the time to go and do some of these things because honestly, we're busy, right? I mean, I'm guessing if you're like most people, you're busy too, and you're trying to figure out how to fit everything in as well, okay? And so again, as I said, a lot of these clubs and associations, their memberships have been going down. Now we see the same thing in, in churches as well, right? That, that a lot of uh, people, less, fewer people are going to church for some of the same reasons that I've been talking about before. A lot of people got, got their community by going to church. They're not getting it that way now. The same thing is starting to happen with professional associations as well, okay? And so again, you can think about all the different ones. I'm gonna use an example because there's many different professional associations, but I'm gonna use the example today of the Institute of Internal Auditors. Because again, I know a lot of people listening might be in the internal audit space and you may be members of the Institute of Internal Auditors. But here's what I'm gonna tell you, okay? Is that again, these are dying on the vine, if you will, just like these other clubs, churches, and other associations that I've been talking about. Now, why is that the case? Because they're not fulfilling the needs of people now, right? Things have changed, but a lot of these associations continue to be dinosaurs stuck 40 or 50 years ago. And because of that, <clears throat> they're not relevant anymore because they're not teaching, they're not providing a community that people need. And honestly, when you're busy, you really have to pick what's most important and where to spend your time. Now, again, some of you may be saying, wow, that's just not right, Jason. I love the IIA. I go to my meetings all the time. Well, let me give you a little information. Now I'm here in Orange. I, I belong to the Orange County, California chapter. And that chapter has seven or 800 members. Okay, seven to 800 members uh, of that local chapter of the IIA, but they struggle to get 30 people to come to meetings. Now, what does that tell you? Well, for some reason, 95% of the people, it's not relevant to them. Even though they happen to be members on paper, they don't go to the meetings, which means it's not a priority to them for some reason, okay? And again, sometimes that might be, hey, I'm just busy. I mean, honestly, I was that way a lot. Why should I spend half a day going to a one-hour training that honestly often sucked anyway, okay? Why, why would I take four hours out of my day to go to a one-hour training? Hey, why not instead, you can just get the one-hour training at your desk whenever you want to on, from a place like C-Risk Academy, right? That's why so many people are switching to things like, on-demand training where they don't have to show up at a particular you know, date and time or waste a bunch of time trying to go somewhere in person. Just like your other entertainment options, 
They'd rather be able to sit down on their couch or in front of their computer and just pull up and do one hour of training. And honestly, it's the same cost anyway as if you were to go to something like an IIA meeting, right? But you don't waste the time, okay? So do you see what I'm seeing? Is that times are changing. So are you changing with the times or are you acting like a dinosaur as well? I don't know, right? That's a question that you have to answer, but we know what happened to the dinosaurs. So if you're acting that way, maybe you ought to quit, okay? Unless you wanna become extinct like the dinosaurs. And I'm guessing you don't wanna do that. Okay, so let me go back because again, I said, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I've been thinking about things like my grandparents and my experience with Rotary. And honestly, now my experience with the IIA, okay? Now, I've been hearing from several different people that I know uh, that they are not renewing their IIA membership. I've heard this from a lot of different people that I've talked to. They said, you know what? It doesn't interest me anymore. I'm not getting any value out of it. I'm not going to renew my membership next year or you know, at, the, at this time where I, or I did not renew this last year. And when I first heard people saying that, you know, I kind of thought, oh, you know, because I, I was a president of an IIA chapter. I was a district rep. I served on lots of committees. I did lots of things with the IIA. And so to me, it almost felt like I would be disloyal if, if I didn't belong to that or if I didn't just believe everything that they said. And I know, you know, in previous episodes, I've kind of talked about, you know, religion and how sometimes, you know, if you leave religion or you leave traditions that you have been indoctrinated into, you know, at first it feels like, well, I, I'm not being true. I can't do that, right? Because I, I was raised this way. Well, some of you may be feeling the same way, because as I said, I felt kind of the same way too about the IIA. <clears throat> excuse me, growing, growing up in it, you know, serving, volunteering, doing all of the different things that way as well. But I will tell you, I told you, I've been hearing from people for the last several years that they're not renewing. And I thought, that'll never be me. Well, guess what, folks? This year, I had to seriously think about it for two or three weeks, and I almost didn't renew this year. Next year, will I renew? I don't know. Now, why? Because again, a lot of the things that are being taught, the things that are out there, I don't think are very relevant anymore. They're 40 to 50 year old things that is not how we actually audit. In fact, I think I've mentioned this before. I think there, there has come a point where following to the letter of the law, a lot of the standards and a lot of the practices that are espoused by uh, professional associations actually hurts you in your career and it actually hurts your organization. So my opinion is when, it's, when something crosses the line like that to where it's actually more harmful to you than helpful, I think it's time for people to speak up and actually say something about it. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm being a myth buster and I'm talking about it. I'm just talking about the elephant that many of you are probably already having this discussion in your head. Now, what makes me say that? Well, again, 
<clears throat> I've had lots of discussions like this with people, and I just had one <laughs> this last week. I've helped hundreds of people pass the Certified Internal Auditor or CIA exam, right, from the IIA. And, you know, honestly, I, I teach people how to pass, knowing that I don't believe or think that some of the answers are correct, but I help people learn what those quote unquote correct answers are so that they can pass the exam. But I had somebody just this last week who told me, you know what, I'm really struggling with part two because I, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting the answers correct. I don't understand what they're saying because what I'm being taught is not what we are doing in practice. Now, I know to some people who would be staunch, they would say, well, that must mean that that person isn't really doing what they're supposed to be doing in their internal audit department and shame on them, right? Well, knowing this person a little bit, that's not the case, folks. They're actually providing quality work, uh, value added work for their organization, but they just don't follow some of the historic, rote, dogmatic types of things that were done in audit 40 or 50 years ago. And so again, he's struggling with the point of, hey, you know, this, this differs so much from what we're actually doing in practice, I'm having a tough time passing the exam. That's an example of what I'm talking about, folks, is again, it's nothing against any, any particular professional association, but what I have seen and it's not just from the IIA, but from others as well. They are still stuck in the past. They have their own agenda. And so because of that, I just want you to wake up and start asking yourself questions. Is that the best use of my time? Or would I be better off to spend it elsewhere? Because again, I know you're all busy. I mean, everybody that I talk to is stressed out, they're overworked, and they're trying to figure out what they can do differently. This might be one of those areas where you can cut back. Why keep trying to, you know, already, if, if you don't feel like, you know, you're just doing it out of obligation, then maybe stop, right? There's other options, as I talked about. Now, <clears throat> At the beginning, I was talking again about some of the clubs and how they, they filled a community need, for example, that my grandparents had in going to the Elks. One thing I know about humans is we want a sense of community. And because of that, we search out ways to have that community in our life. Some people find it through religion and by going to a particular church. Some people find it through hobbies or other things like that. And again, things have changed. You know, I know people that their community, they like to play online video games and their community is these people that they play video games with each day. That's where they find their community. They don't go to church or go to other places to try to find it. They find it there in a new way that again, it wasn't even an option 40 or 50 years ago. So whatever you do, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this today is we all need community. We all need 
some kind of community. Now, if you wanna find that community in professional associations, if you find that community in those professional associations, then keep going to those professional associations, okay? But if you're like a lot of people that I've talked to and you feel like you're just going because you're supposed to, well, maybe you can find community elsewhere that will serve you better. And so start asking yourself, what are some of those ways? If you're not sure, reach out to me because I'll give you some examples, right? And, and an example today that I'll give you as well is for chief audit executives. You know, chief audit executives, <clears throat> that is one of the loneliest jobs in the world. And having been there multiple times, I can tell you, CAEs long for community. And, and because of that, they try to go to some of these different things. There's options that are out there that just really are not very good. And unfortunately, again, they're not consistent, they're not confidential, and they're not a community. And I know I've talked before on here about community versus networking, <clears throat> how the two are different. And you don't need networking unless you're a salesperson, but you do need community. You need those, that group of people that are actual friends. They're not just acquaintances. These are people that know you. These are people that you are comfortable sharing information with. You know, when things are going good, when things aren't going so good, you have a place to go that is safe and confidential, okay? And so again, there is a place like that for chief audit executives and it's called the CAE Forum. Now, why am I talking about this at the end here? Well, because again, a lot of chief audit executives look to professional associations or professional services firms to try to get that sense of community. But here's what I'm gonna tell you. You will always be find it lacking looking in those two places because they are not actually community, okay? Instead, they are usually places to try to, you know, pat you on the back, make you feel better about yourself, and then sell you a bunch of services. But if you're a chief audit executive who wants that consistent, uh, confidential community of other CAEs, and I'm talking a real community, people who know you, people who are there for you and will go to bat for you if you need help, then the Chief Audit Executive Forum is something that you really should consider. Now, why am I bringing it up today too? Because again, the CAE Forum only lets people in once or twice a year, and this is one of those times. So if you're listening to this and your Chief Audit Executive, you owe it to yourself to check it out, to sign up for a, a quick call and see if it's something that is a good fit for you. Because again, that's where you will find that community. Now, for those of you that are not CAEs, again, where can you find community? They can be from all different places, right? Um, but again, you're probably not going to find them in those professional associations or some of the other things. And it's okay to question it. It's okay to stop if you don't wanna go, okay? Um, especially again, if you think that it's actually hurting you more than it's actually helping you. 
because honestly, there's lots of other places you can actually go to get training, to get community through things like Facebook groups. <clears throat> As I mentioned already, you know, people that do online gaming, there's communities there, different communities for hobbyists. I was just talking to one of my brothers who is into woodworking uh, and actually has started going to a woodworkers guild. Uh, he actually makes pens and other stuff like that out of wood. There's lots of different places to go, but the idea is you need something in your life. So find some of that community. And again, why am I talking about this today? Because so many of you are stressed out and you don't have any place to go when you're stressed out. And I know I've been there. Okay. That's one of the reasons too, why community is so important for you. All right. So with that, my friends, I'm going to wrap up for this week. Um, go out again. Don't just go along because you think you're expected to go along. Think for yourself and choose for yourself on exactly what you're going to do, whether it's professional associations or anything else. Do what's right for you and in the best interest of you, your family, your organization, and the people that work for you. So with that, thanks for sharing this time with me, and I'll catch you on the next episode of Jamming with Jason. See ya. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Jamming with Jason. Keep on rocking in the audit world, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you enjoyed the most about the podcast, and you may even be featured on a future episode. When you're ready to turbocharge your leadership development, join the Briefing Leadership Program, where you get access to everything in one place and can interact directly with me in the group. If you'd like to earn continuing professional education for listening to today's episode, Head on over to C-Risk Academy's video on-demand learning platform at ondemand.criskacademy.com. Not only do you get a CPE certificate, but you will also have access to hundreds of video on-demand learning opportunities. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.